Hey guys, uh, welcome to a special mountain edition of the Fitness Business University podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Joe Hashi, in the middle of the woods in a cabin in Montana that my good friend Joe Hashi owns. So, Joe, thanks for being with me today. Pleasure to be here. Awesome CEO mastermind. I'm excited to talk about a lot of the things that were talked about over the last few days where we're just off the grid. A little whirring in the background you hear is the fan on top of our log fire fireplace because uh, one of us got in the stream and all our clothes are wet, so we got to dry it off. Just one of here. us. <laughs> one of us had to film, right? Yeah, somebody had to film. I had to film. And so apologize for the whirring noise, but it's going to be worth your time to listen to every word of this podcast. Awesome. The title of it is Five Business Game Changers from the CEO Mastermind. If you don't know, uh, we have our regular SPF Mastermind, which we have about 70 gym owners in, but... Um, some, some brave souls have joined the CEO mastermind where we meet four times a year and in groups of, uh, as, as large as 10 and it's round table where they prepare a document and, um, you know, show up with their financials and show up with a lot of business questions answered. And then, you know, we spend two days solving uh, business problems. So it's not for the weak of heart, uh, to be in the group. Um, but, uh, there's some really, really good gym owners that we'll talk about, uh, today, but, uh, this is our, there's too many takeaways to talk about, but this is the best five that, that we could, uh, come up with. So, um, very exciting. And I do want to give just a thank you to Joe. We were sitting in his home that he owns. He uh, does Airbnb real estate and we were sitting in his home that he had bought but never had been before. So we, <laughs> we needed a chance to come see your new house, Joe. Good excuse to come <laughs> up here to Whitefish and, and check it all out. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. We're like literally sitting in a cabin in the middle of the woods. You look out and all you see is a lake and trees and stuff. It's snowing right now. It's absolutely beautiful. So, um, so let's get into it. So the, the first business game changer from the CEO Mastermind is better before bigger. And, you know, a lot of times the guys come with these grandiose ideas for growth. They want to open up a new gym. They want to add, you know, another revenue stream. They want to ring the register, as we always, uh, as we always talk about. And I think one of the things with um, these types of masterminds is the beauty of it is the fresh eyes, right? The beauty of it is a lot of times you have these ideas in your head of what you think is best for your business and what you want to do. And then you get around 10 other people that are looking at your business on paper and looking at your financials and looking at everything. And then they're like, wait a minute, you got a lot of room to grow in this part. You've got a lot of problems over here. And, you know, that was kind of a theme in the meeting um, and this past meeting, but also in, in meetings prior is that sometimes you, you need to just make what you're currently doing better before you focus on growth. It is relatively unsexy to say, all right, you have 10% more capacity in these busy hours, let's fill those first, versus the attractiveness of saying, I'm gonna open another facility and I'm going to do this and do that and all these grandiose ideas like Vince is saying, but when you're scaling a business that has flaws and problems, you're just scaling the flaws and problems along with the business. And the guys in the group really get that and they want to tighten it up and they want to go better before they go bigger. And I think it's really wise to do so you're just not amplifying your problems. 
And one of the things that, you know, I've learned, you know, this is a Tony Robbins quote, but uh, complexity is the enemy of execution. And, you know, one of the things, you know, hanging around you, Joe, you know, so much, I know that you're like the master of simplification and simplifying things and making things easier. And that's why you're able to run three gyms uh, in New York and uh, live in Colorado um, because of that. And I think that... um, me included, like some of us, sometimes we, we add layers on to things that don't really need to be there. And that, that hinders your ability to grow. Um, we're seeing that a lot with the way a lot of our guys are expanding. So a lot of the guys in CEO Mastermind had, you know, um, big, big facilities, like million dollar facilities where they did sports performance and athletes and, or sorry, sports performance and adults. And they did fascial stress therapy and then supplement lines. And so it's like, oh man, uh, scaling that's a beast. And, you know, I, I think that uh, what we're seeing is let's find what the best thing you do, simplify that, and then scale that. So it's really been an interesting uh, concept. But that's kind of, um, uh, it was a main theme where we always go around and we think about what were the biggest takeaways. Um, that was one that came up uh, a lot better before bigger. Another one that came up was don't water the weeds. And it came up in a couple of different aspects. What Vince was just talking about, we don't want to pour a ton of effort into parts of your business that perhaps were your passion project or just something that you wanted to do, but is not as successful as the, maybe it's small group training. And then you scale the most successful part of your business instead of spending all your effort on things that aren't working as much. The way I took it in my company is usually have to do with has to do with staff management. We spend so much time on how am I going to get this person to accomplish this, and then you have three or four amazing employees that you're not watering, you're not growing, and you're not helping because all your effort is going towards trying to solve the problem. You're trying to water the weeds. You're growing those, but you're not taking care of your key players. So that's the mindset that I've had to take. There are key people in my organization that I want to keep. They do an amazing job. And they can tell if I'm putting all my energy and effort into growing someone who is not up to snuff. Well, sure, you, they need mentorship, they need leadership, they need coaching, they need opportunity, but they can't take the full focus. It's got to be spread equally and you shouldn't be spending time watering the weeds. And I think another, another thing too with this is what we have always tried to do as business owners is you know, elevate who we have into positions that we need filled versus going out and finding the person that has the qualifications and has the skill sets. It's kind of like, and we said this yesterday, it's like, if you need a tight end, you go find someone that's six, four, that's two fifty, and can run and catch. And you go find him and you put him at tight end. You don't find someone that's 170 pounds and let's put 70 pounds of muscle on this guy and let's teach him how to catch and let's teach him how to do this. It usually doesn't work. In some cases it has. I think like J.J. Watt was in that yeah. category right, where he was, he was a D-line or he was a tight end that turned into like an all-pro deal. So in some cases it works. But I, I think that um, – and this is one of the things. It's like, hey, don't water the weeds. It's like don't try and take a personal trainer – that has never done marketing and all of a sudden try and turn them into a marketer. And a lot of times that's just, it's, it's, you're going to be watering the weeds because you're going to be trying to kind of just spend all this time and all this effort and energy versus going out and finding um, the right person for the job. And I think this is going to lead into Vince's next point. 
we have some people that usually start with us and we grow our company and it sometimes they don't grow with the company they just kind of stay stagnant we try to hook them up with special deals special jobs special titles to make them feel important because they started with us sometimes you have to have the hard conversations that your company is now a different company three or four years later than when it started and to make sure that they're still elevated and fit in it is a tough conversation to have and that'll lead into Vince's next point, but you have to keep that in mind that just because someone was a, a rock star five years ago and now your company's in a different place, and if, unless they put in the work to grow with it, that they might not still be that level and you have to have those tough talks with them. Yeah, and so that, that is number three is, is as a leader, um, and, and it was part of the, the intro lesson that I taught was what do leaders avoid what are the things that we're supposed to do? What do we really get paid to do? Um, a lot of times it's like, you know, you think you get paid to do, you know, the marketing. And while that is true, um, a lot of times you get paid for the difficult things that no one else is willing to do. And that is having hard conversations. And I think it's something that I know in my career that I've avoided. Um, I'm sure there, Joe, at times there's some for things sure. that you have as well, um, where you know that there are things to be said to an employee, to even a member or something or something like that. And you delay and delay and delay. And all of a sudden the problem grows and grows and grows. And it grows into something way bigger than it should have been. And if we as business owners have the courage to embrace the discomfort, it's not comfortable to have <coughs> these hard conversations. It's not comfortable to, you know, to someone that you, you know, have been working next to for five years and someone that a lot of times too, we see like Joe, we see like guys that are like personal friends that their trainers are like their buddies and they go out and then like all of a sudden they start like not being able to like reprimand them or not being able to tell them the truth because oh, they're, they're like my friend. And it's so I think that as the leader, you have to really embrace the role of having these hard and difficult conversations, because if you don't, um, things will fester uh, trust will go down in your organization and it's just, you know, things will not be running the way they should be because of our um, lack of willingness to, 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 to embrace discomfort. And to help spark you into getting some of these conversations done, my recommendation is stay very clear, stick to the facts, stay away from emotional stuff, stay away from, I think this is the way that I, I that you're thinking, like, don't guesswork like the best part of clear uh tough conversations is if you have the clarity of facts there's nothing really to argue about or be awkward about it's here's what's is happening now either we can progress and fix this we should do something about it but i'm not willing to live with it so we need to come up with a solution together it's a good way to approach a tough conversation to start and i think also you know having tools as well like we talk about core values Every, anytime i'm in a mastermind um, if a, a, a specific issue comes up with a, a trainer, you got this person's in this, well, we always really do two things, right? We, we look at and say, all right, where are they falling short of the core values? Are they, are they, you know, is there a specific core value, a behavior or an attitude that you require to be part of your team? And this allows you to approach the conversation with, oh, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. You can say, all right, well, this is the value that we've agreed upon that you, you know, signed on for when you became a team member here. 
And, you know, this is what's required to stay uh, a member of this team. And so you lean on the value versus like having it. So, so a lot of times these tools that you have in place can help uh, make these hard conversations a little easier. Moving from the, from the difficult and challenging to the exciting, something that Devin Gage brought up, he owns uh, Gage Strength Training at Engage down in Pennsylvania. He was sharing a concept called active, passive, and super clients. And this is something all of us can do as gym owners, and it's something that I need to improve as well, because we have ideas of these clients that are our target demographic, and when they sign up, they stay, have a certain length of stay, and we guess on what helps them with that length of stay. We say, all right, well, maybe if they're on three times a week or four times a week, they're more likely to stay because they're being active in the gym, or maybe because they're in our Facebook page, maybe they're wearing our apparel, but this concept that Devin brought to the table is you actually test it. Go look at your numbers and see who stayed the longest and then find the habits that they're contributing to your facility and you're contributing to your life. For example, they're on a three-time-a-week membership. They own three of our T-shirts. They make one post on their Facebook page about us. And you can look into exactly what it is uh, for your facility. But coming up with the idea of who are, who are our super clients that have stayed with us the longest by looking at the facts, not just like, oh, I like this person, so they're a super client. Turning, turning that into a list of habits. And then here's the power in it. You also do that for who's our passive clients. Who quits the quickest? Are they a two times a week person? Are they, uh, uh, do they skip 75% of their session? Have they never been active on our Facebook page? And you identify that before they quit. And now you try to move them up to an active client who is maybe two or three times a week, shows up to most of their session, but doesn't do anything outside of the gym. Then you invite those people into the members page and you tag them in posts and you invite them to events to move them up to a super client. So you're getting a roadmap to progress someone from a passive to active to super client. And it is scalable because now you, ha you put habits by it that you can share with your team instead of just saying, all right, let's try to get more of these people. Well, what does that mean? And so I thought that was a great idea that Devin shared. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, it's, it's funny when you sit in a cabin for two days, there's a lot of good ideas that just all of a sudden come up. Um, and, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, as much as I love marketing and I want to push marketing and stuff, if, if your retention is not good, you're just filling a leaking bucket and you need strategies. You got to have a good product, right? And you got to have a good training, um, training system. You got to have good trainers, but you also need these, these extra little things, these extra little systems in your business that help you improve this retention. As we always say, it is much, much, much less, much more less expensive to keep a client than it is uh, to, to get a new one. So that was a, a great share uh, from, from the great Devin Gage, who just is just an encyclopedia of stuff. Really he is amazing. Guy. Yeah, it is really cool. I mean, Joe and I are running this group together and, you know, we're like writing stuff down for our own businesses. Like as these guys are like spitting, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. Um, the last one is, is an interesting one. And, and we always, the, the hot seats that go the best are the guys that get up there and, and, and know exactly what they want to accomplish, right? They get up and they say, this is where I'm going. This is where I want to do. This is what my vision is in the next three to five years. And this is my biggest problem. And this is what I need help with. I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I think a, a stage one gym owner, someone who's just starting is trying to solve a lot of problems. 
as you progress, it's not about problem solving. It's about problem identification, opportunity identification. You get really good at identifying exactly what is the piece that you need to elevate your company. You come in and you ask for it. Now you have 10 minds working on one solution versus throwing out a lot of stuff and looking at the documents and looking at the P&Ls that might not actually be the problem and they're kind of vague and they're not sure what they want and they get kind of washed all over the place. But the people that have the best hot seats come in and they say, hey, here's what I want to accomplish. Here's why I want to accomplish. Let's work together and come up with some amazing ideas. And those hot seats go great. Those are the ones that we get all of these notes from that we're sharing with you today are the people that came in with a vision for their company and just wanted to put some pieces on it little a couple bolt-on pieces but now they're not trying to change the engine every time they come in yeah and, and so i think for for the listeners at home you know for you to to make progress uh and i, I remember tom Plummer said this to me uh when i first started uh, doing coaching with him many years ago he says if you don't know what you want no one can help you and i always remember that and i always remember that you know it's it's really 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 important for you to work to get clarity. And sometimes what you need help with is finding out what you want. And that's okay too, is finding someone to help you figure out what you do want. Uh, that's, that's an exercise in and of itself. Um, but the reality is it, it's kind of the example I always give of, hey, we're on this journey to get to Oz, right? So like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz is she, she's going and she's following the yellow brick road and she's trying to find Oz. But if she does not know what Oz looks like, then there's no way for her to know um, when she gets there. And so that, that was like, that was like a big thing that we always talk about in this group is like, we got to know what Oz looks like. We got to know what Oz looks like. And only after we know what Oz looks like, can we create the yellow brick road, um, to get there. A lot of these concepts you can apply from your business to your clients too. So if you're just starting out, finding out what your clients actually want will help you solve their problem versus letting them just kind of show up and hopefully they don't ever ask for anything and you give them some workouts it doesn't work in your business. It doesn't work for your clients. And getting good as a business leader also helps you serve more and impact more lives in your gym. And I think that's why we all start in the beginning. So it's not just, hey, let's move to business-minded things. I take a lot of these ideas and I immediately apply them to improving our clients' lives. Awesome. Well, Joe, awesome job. Those were the five biggest uh, business game changers. There's a about 50 more oh, that we could have so many could have done, but we had to narrow it down. Um, and uh, we are on our way to go get delicious sandwiches at the witch house in downtown Whitefish, Montana. So We're talking about it, some sandwiches, oh, some man. coffee, we some talks, some more ideas that I'm sure Vince will be sharing with you as long as you keep following the podcast. Awesome. Well guys, thanks for tuning in. And if you want more info, if you want to get, uh, around guys like Joe and guys like the, we're at the CEO Mastermind, your first step is just getting my book. Just go ahead and go to vincesfreebook.com and you can go in and get, you know, get a copy. We'll ship you a copy of the book and that'll get you into our world and we'll hopefully uh, see you in one of the next uh, Masterminds. So peace and, and love. Thanks for coming by. Peace.